0: All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert. Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Can you
0: take that again?
1: You know what I did see?
0: What did
1: you see, buddy? Uh, Long Shot. That was really good. Seth Rogen.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And was hey, you could appreciate the the rampant When Harry Met Sally references throughout that movie better than you could have six months
1: ago. Yes. Although, what when Harry Met references were there?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the talking head interview, like at the end where, where she's the president and they're talking about how they came together. Oh, I think I missed that. Did you watch the right movie?
1: Did you watch Long Shot?
0: Are where we she's, sure? She's Are, the president in the end, right?
1: Oh, no, no. I think I did see that part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got it.
0: Right. I mean, I'd have to see it again, but it mm-hmm. seems to me there was lots of... There was lots of traditional romantic comedy illusory in it.
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was, um, you're right. It was in this, it was original in its own way, Mm -hmm. yet still very, by the book, a romantic comedy. Oh, and it's really good. It's,
0: It's really quite, quite nice. Yeah. There were lots of good movies this year. That came out around the same time as Booksmart. Neither one of them did well. And I remember thinking that was very disappointing because both of them were so great. You're tangled up there.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: It's
1: tangled up. I'm good.
0: Tangled up in blue. Tangled up in blue.
1: You didn't see Book Smart. Ta- uh, yeah, I did. You did? Yes. Also, very funny. I don't think we talked about that. We didn't? I don't know. No, I think we did. I i, I messaged you and I said how I loved the girl that was in Unbelievable.
0: Oh, yeah. Was in it? that's right
1: so funny caitlin
0: deaver she's excellent you know who's really good in that is billy lord who's um carrie fisher's daughter who yes. plays the wacky yeah. one she's Gigi. like
1: Gigi. Yeah, yeah she's like she's so sad she's yeah. so inherently very lonely in yeah. that movie she was awesome she seems like the type of character that they must have she probably auditioned for the main two roles and then they were like let's just make a part for her i mean let's just have her as a crazy person it's
0: Preposterous that you're expected to believe she's in high school, which is true of a lot of actors and a lot of things that are said in high school. (laughs)
1: That's very true. But
0: Caitlin Deaver passes and Billy Lord does not.
1: Right. Uh what how old would Billy Lord be? I don't know, probably 30. Yeah. (laughs) It seemed like that.
0: Alexa, how old is Billy Lord? Billy Lord is twenty-seven years old.
1: She was born on July 17, 1992. A cancer. Would you also like to know the net worth of Billy Lord? <laughs> no, that's tacky. <laughs> Why does she always try and tack that on? Yeah. <laughs> what What is she trying to gain do from that? Do you want to know how eligible she is? Yeah. Is it like. Uh, Whether it's worth your while? <laughs> but are you shallow enough to want to know how rich she is? <laughs> I mean, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're actually just curious. Yeah. Um, how much do you think she's worth? <laughs> <laughs> well, um,. She has dynasty money. Oh, dynasty money is gonna give her a lot, right? That's gonna give her a lot. I mean, I think so. She's also like, don't forget, her mother
0: and grandmother died within a few days of each other. Debbie yeah. Reynolds also. Died. That must have been a rough year. Terrible Christmas.
1: Terrible, terrible Christmas. Yeah. Um, she was really good in it. The guy was really good in it. Um, or her, her brother in it, or her boyfriend, or her whoever. boyfriend. Yeah, guy, he's yeah. also so sad in it.
0: Yes. So um, lonely.
1: But kind of, kind of inspiring toward the end. Really nice like every, movie. Every, everything came up. In the end.
0: We finished watching Modern Love. Did you? We watched all eight of them. What would you think? I mean, not amazing, but so incredibly digestible. So watchable. It's like right up our alley. It's yeah. just like sweet. And then they do that Gary Marshall thing at the end where oh, they, all, they? they all kind of overlap a little bit, but ah. it doesn't really matter that much. Um, Did you watch any more?
1: Valentine's Day intertwined with New Year's Day. A little bit. And, and
0: Anne, Hath- Anne Hathaway was in at least one of those Gary Marshall movies, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Did I sorry, did I watch any more? Yeah. No, I actually didn't watch any more of that. I watched the next episode of Watchmen.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Realized that which was good. Realized it took, it took that a little ratings nosedive, but it still did okay. Did it? Yeah. Uh realized that Castle Rock was
0: also out. Yeah, and uh Lizzie Kaplan is is Kathy Bates in this thing. Yeah.
1: Oh, is that who she's supposed to be Yeah, Misery? Gotcha. Yeah. Really? Annie Wilkes. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, so this is sort sort of supposed to be like a prequel to her.
0: I mean, I guess so, because she's a lot younger than yeah. than Kathy Bates was in that movie. But I think she's still kind of playing a loony person.
1: Well, that's good to know. Yeah. It's good to know going into it. Um, yeah, she's pretty crazy. Hmm. Um, but it doesn't quite seem like it's catching me in the same way as the first season did. Okay. I was kind of ready to be finished,
0: it's, after, it's, like, at the yeah. end of
1: that hour. I sort of forgot about Castle Rock. The first season was great. I know. You loved it. And Bill Skarsgård's supposed to be in the second season, too, which... Wait a second. It makes me interested. As Pennywise? No, he wasn't Pennywise in the first season. But he's Pennywise, right? He is. Yeah. Okay. So he was in in it. Yeah. The first season of Castle Rock, and now he's going to be in the second season of Castle Rock doing something.
0: Okay. I mean, it would be too serendipitous <laughs> if they were able to overlap that. Although it'd be really good for Castle Rock ratings because people would love to follow that. up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, he was in in the first season of Castle Rock. He kind of just played like a like a haunted human
0: maybe i remember that from the pilot yeah maybe i loosely remember that yeah how did you like the second episode of watchman because you were more into it last week than i was i'm still into
1: it okay I'm still good
0: you were right actually when you said that the ratings aren't good
1: they aren't good. i okay. went back
0: and i've seen a lot of criticism, a lot of bad stuff yeah yeah
1: well it's tough especially when you had something that previously existed mm-hmm. um and people get to judge are they doing something new they are evidently yeah oh that's good
0: i don't think this follows the same story at all
1: yeah there's some twists in the second episode okay yeah i'm 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 into it
0: okay i'm totally gonna pass
1: yeah i know totally gonna I pass you all ready for halloween i'm yeah i mean, halloween's not really a big thing for me
0: no i guess not i just kind of kind of get through it okay but you must have kids in your neighborhood you live in a flat street. oh yeah
1: we're like it's fun to give out candy yeah at ha- halloween times how
0: many kids did you get last year
1: Yeah, like forty
0: to sixty, probably. That's good for these days. Yeah, I think kids trick or treat less. I think they're like, nah.
1: Yeah, they might. Can you imagine having had that attitude when you were like seven or eight years old? Seems a lot more like I'm hearing like, like I'm hearing a lot more kids opting out. Maybe there's just more fun things to do.
0: There were always more fun things to do, but you can't pass up a once in a, a once in a year opportunity.
1: For free candy. You
0: know what we find is that kids won't climb stairs anymore. Like there's a number of stairs to get up to our front door and they're like, eh, no. <laughs> Screw it. Let's egg this house. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But Becky gets right into it. Yeah. She loves it. Does she dress like a witch? Last year she dressed as like a scary a scarecrow. Okay. But wherever possible she likes to do a themed costume between she and I and I just go along with that. So right. this year we're um, Arthur and Buster. Okay. Oh,
1: which I- was just one trip to Value Village for me. That was easy piece. Have you done it yet or... Did you like partake in a party this weekend? No, or no. no we're just
0: going to wear the, the shirt and the ears well, yeah, while we up. hand out candy out That's there. fun. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. And we might not even have good enough weather for there to be any kids because last year we only had like eight.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. And it's supposed to rain. I think it's supposed to rain a little bit. Bad Halloween. That sucks. Yeah. Halloween. It might be going away, man. Might be going. Away. But you know what? It's still. <laughs> Wait, is there, is, are there like news stories about Halloween just no, I No, I just think that like, like
0: as we're saying, apropos of this conversation, this very conversation, right. I think that the luster is dwindling. And yet in the grocery stores, there's been Halloween candy everywhere you look mm-hmm. for two months.
1: I don't think Halloween will ever die because there's always going to be a group of like people that are so entertained by it. And yeah. there's always, there's all these Instagram pages now that are glorifying the best costumes. That's true. Yeah, so maybe it moves this whole whole different element.
0: Maybe what it needs is, and I guess it'll be next year because next year is a leap year, right? Twenty twenty. Yep. So next year it'll be on a Saturday. If I'm if I'm correct. Oh man! And that can put a little juice back
1: in Halloween. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I don't even remember the last time. Well, oh, you know I don't because I was in like par- straight up party mode. Yeah, I wasn't handing out candy. just. But you were probably costumed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, that'll be an exciting time. I think so. I think
0: think next year could be a a good one for sure. I'll be a newlywed. That's right. I will. How's that going to go? The very same.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Nothing changes.
0: I will certainly be partaking (laughs) in a couple's costume of some kind. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Time is a flat circle.
0: Snickers or the Mars Bar Corporation or something, like some candy company tried to get the ball rolling on having a movement that would officially change the holiday of Halloween from annually October 31st to annually the last Friday in October really uh, which How, I'm in favor of was that this year or
1: like way long ago
0: uh, this year they tried to see like if they could get any steam on it people just don't like change they're just like right. no that's a terrible idea
1: it's always been the 31st
0: yeah as if you have any kind of attachment to any number on a calendar <laughs> right. I think it's a wonderful idea and yes it would result in more danger and more mm-hmm. in more mayhem but go for it sure I'm in yeah I'm in let's do it
1: let's talk to our our Dartmouth counselor <laughs> <laughs> I got a guy upstairs who might be able to get this done <laughs> Um, watch the Jenny Slate, uh, special. Did you watch it right here? Look, nice stage fright by Jenny Slate is perfect. Oh, you loved it.
0: I loved
1: it. Yeah. It was really fun.
0: My favorite special in a long time. Really? Yeah.
1: It was cool. It was original. All the stuff with her, her family in it. It's like part stand-up, part like
0: personal documentary about like her home life. Yeah. And so it takes place in her parents, huge Victorian home. Oh yeah. It looks like a massive mansion in like, um, uh, suburban Massachusetts, yeah. And her family is all kind of kooky, mm-hmm. and she's kooky. Mm-hmm. She's very sensitive. Do you oh, find yeah. that yeah. Jenny Slate's like she? It seems like she can start crying at the drop of a hat for sure. But it comes off very sincere, mm-hmm. and
1: it's. I just thought it was so funny. It was so funny. Yeah, yeah. There was like a lot of the stuff about her turning around and seeing the ghosts as a child. Uh, the the and, ghost like, stuff that was all great. Excellent,
0: that excellent. Really really you know, what it was like superficially as as a as a consumer of popular culture, tabloid bullshit. I can't shake my head when I look around her like kooky weird house and her kooky regular family. Uh, I can't shake the feeling that like Chris Evans, Captain America came here for Thanksgiving and like they were, they were, they dated for like two years and that's so hard to imagine. Yeah. Especially since a huge part of her comedy and I believe it's authentic, but a huge part of her comedy is like only, only uggos like me, right?
1: (laughs) only like loser troll men like me. And so she dated, she's engaged again. Oh, is she? Yeah. Which makes me also think like, okay, she's really, uh, you know, wants to, she's quick to fall in love, I think. Well, no maybe. I mean, she's,
0: I don't know how long ago this was, this was made, probably mm. shot a little while ago.
1: But she was dating Chris Evans in 2018, right? Yeah, probably. And it's 2019 now?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, are you okay? You have a- Yeah, I'm a,
1: just getting a, a phone call that I can ignore for now.
0: Are you sure it's not anything important? It's,
1: it's just a Wednesday morning workout call which I've already had today so today's Tuesday I know tomorrow's Wednesday oh you haven't had the workout yet we haven't had the work you've already had the phone call that's right to discuss ah. what we're gonna do the next day I see what are you gonna do uh we're gonna do like uh kind of like a hill workout it's gonna be fun what's a hill workout well we're gonna do like series of of um uh like running up Sackville drive and doing various workouts at different stages of Sackville drive okay yeah all right. Are you annoyed by this questioning? No, <laughs> this I just feel like I'm like <laughs> there's no selling it. I like it's it's also partially because it's not completely figured out. Mm. We're kind of going to to finish our ideas on the spot.
0: I wonder if that's why you're getting a phone call.
1: <laughs> that could be it. That honestly. could be it. He had to hang up on me a little bit earlier.
0: Could so. could not recommend more that people watch Stage <laughs> Right by Jenny Slade. I watched it by, <laughs> by myself. I'm gonna watch it again because I really want Becky to watch it. I yeah. thought it was lovely yeah and hysterical
1: yeah we we laughed really hard at it did you see snl i did With we chance? just finished it yeah that's
0: one of the seasons so far i thought definitely
1: yeah and i think it was a lot because of chance oh sure he does a great job hosting uh, do you think what do you think the percentage of host to rest of show is like do you think it's like you 70 percent need a good host Um
0: no, I I actually think a show can be really good if the host is not trying that hard. Right. It sometimes it forces the comedians to step up and deliver. Uh, They have to work harder, and sometimes I think that I think that means their weirder shit gets in. Right. Like we're not we're not getting anything from this from this guy or gal. Right. We need to fill this block with something, and Lauren's just like, okay, fine.
1: Now, conversely, there was some really weird stuff in this one. Sure. But Chance is also kind of a weird guy. I think so. I remember him saying last time that he
0: wrote some sketches going in with Donald Glover.
1: Oh, yeah, right. I forgot about that. And
0: I think that might be how the Lazarus character was created. the Like the, the play-by-play basketball guy who gets subbed in for another game. And this time it was League of Legends. You saw that oh, sketch? Oh, y- yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. I was going to say you're friggin'. It, it,
1: was, it was not as funny. No, I thought it was okay. Yeah.
0: The first time it was hockey though, right? Yeah. That is funny. Now, my brother tells me he does that bit elsewhere now really that like yeah which i find crazy like where like on espn oh seriously yeah interesting but i don't know i've never seen it elsewhere it seems like it would go viral if it yeah. did i thought the monologue was one of the best parts the song about i like the second best thing better yeah. Right. yeah, and also just because it was smooth like it. it was never sometimes when a performer comes on and does a song monologue mm-hmm. you're Half nervous that they're going to trip it up and just lose their place and they're going to have to shut down the shop. Right. And I wasn't afraid of that. Right. It's very confidence inspiring when somebody mm. who's smooth gets up there.
1: Even the David Harbour stuff, like his monologue wasn't that, you know, they kind of did what they could going into like the upside down. And
0: I mean, when you're not a comedian, there are three tropey go to ways to manage the monologue for somebody who's not used to doing stand up there's the song. Yeah there's the questions from the audience mm-hmm. and there's the tour around the halls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He just seems like a really, uh, uh, likable, easygoing guy. Chance. Yeah. He
0: seems so incredibly not full of shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I watched, uh, Kanye West on James Corden last night. Yeah. Did, have you listened to this new album? No. I oh, either.
1: actually no, no, I, I lied. I thought you were going to say, have I seen that interview? No, I listened to the first half of the album. Like, what did you think? The first five songs. Getting panned. I know, I know. And it, it probably should. But honestly, you know what? He has done some Jesus y songs ala Jesus Walks, which is an amazing song. And he has done um yeah, that you're right. That's a little more deep. Um whereas these songs are a lot more surfacey. <laughs> and Well, uh, and
0: I'm I, I have no problem with somebody like uh finding faith or, what, or like accepting God or whatever. Sure. That's that's wonderful, but like he in full Kanye West fashion, becomes really pious and preachy about it. Right. Really judgmental. Mm-hmm. And therein lies the hypocrisy of his mm-hmm. thinking that the God way is the only way. Right. I mean, through this, he's like, uh, I'm a billionaire and that's all thanks to God. Well, right. Well, like, I don't know. I, I think maybe, I think your precious Jesus would have problems with that. Anyway, it's right. like, it all feels very stupid. And, and also... He has himself a God complex and always has and does not seem to be reckoning with that through this newfound no, salvation op- at all. He doesn't apologize
1: for calling himself Jesus at any point, does he? Like, no.
0: Well, and he's got a, a hundred person choir that follows him around right. and just sings at him. Yeah. That's, They're
1: disciples. He has his own church. Right. So, so there was on um, a couple, what was it? Life of Pablo. He had a song with Chance the Rapper called Ultralight Beams. And it was kind of in the same style, like where they'll do a, um, they'll have like a full choir. Am I working here? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Yep. Um, they'll have a full choir and it, you know, the beats really good and there's some rapping and there's some singing and it it just all sounds kind of nice. That's kind of the way I feel listening to the first couple songs. The sound is fine, Yeah. but it's like, I'm not listening to the lyrical content. But didn't you used to come to Kanye in part for the lyrical content? 100%. That's yeah. why I'm saying it's counterintuitive to be like, I'm just going to ignore what he's saying and right. try to just like get in on the, the beat in the choir. Which, well, but hey, hey I'm not going to listen to it again. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet. And maybe I'll like go for a walk and try and give some of it a
0: shot tomorrow or something. I mean, I, I like gospel music because it sounds great. I just have a feeling it's not like that, you know?
1: Yeah. I Yeah. I don't think you're going to be overwhelmed. I mean... If, yeah, I think you're going to be underwhelmed by
0: right. the album. And then there's reports now that like in the studio making this album, nobody was, nobody was allowed to curse.
1: He's mm-hmm. Kanye West.
0: Yeah. Like nobody was allowed to, he encouraged his uh, collaborators not to have premarital sex what? while working on this project.
1: <laughs> what collaborators were, had a potential of having premarital, like, oh, they... Just in general, like okay. while,
0: while, we're, while you're on contract Just working on this project, this happening. do not have premarital sex. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, they're like, okay, God, yeah, yeah. It's
0: like, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, sir. Definitely.
1: Yes, father. Yes, but Is sir. there any, like, big rappers? It was, like, Kenny G, and, and are there any other rappers on the album? Mm, I, I don't know, but there's, like, a hundred-person choir. Yeah. So the hundred people had to not have sex they with Kenny to, G they had to abstain with Kenny G yeah. in the room. And he just incites <laughs> yeah, that shit. He, he wants that to happen. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's true. That's his whole goal is to yeah. get you to have sex.
1: Kenny's like, I disagree with this man. Like this is, <laughs> that's where it stops for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of that story. Um, Anything else uh, in the old entertainment news? Sure. Yeah. The
0: big controversy right now in like film and TV culture Mm -hmm. is this uh, report that Netflix is quietly testing something called variable playback. Okay. So you know how you can listen to a podcast on one and a half speed? Mm -hmm. Netflix is, (laughs) is testing a feature that would allow you to watch, say, a season of Stranger Things on one and a half speed or times two speed. And of course... Every filmmaker under the sun is like, "Please don't do that please, yeah. please don't do that like and, and I know that it is to service a dwindling attention span, yeah, and I guess it kind of answers the problem of where am I going to find the time to watch this many great shows right, but stuff is timed like it's not the same as listening to an audiobook on Times Two Speed because people read at different paces like whatever whatever. Pace, you consume a book is whatever you're
1: comfortable with, but you can't do that with theater. Right. Yeah. It's a horrible idea. That's not going to work out. No. I, I'm i so confident. Usually I like I leave room for, hey, you know what? I could be wrong on this. You, I'm not you wrong are, on this. You are a good devil's advocate. I'm not wrong on this. This is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. It's but, not going to be good. But it's worth mentioning that it does already happen a little bit. Well, I guess they're not losing anything by putting it in, are they? Because they like... If you're sure. watching it, you're just clicking like the fast forward button, essentially. You're just clicking that option. Right. So it's just a uh, click that exists.
0: Okay. But why should the distributor have the opportunity to allow people to modify the art made by creators that have nothing to do with the studio? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like,
1: I mean, like, but, it? But, but to me, it's, it's like, it's the same thing as if you just muted it or if you just fast forwarded through certain scenes which you can you can't do but it's your prerogative if you want to. I guess so. I don't know. I don't think it's the same as that.
0: It is for sure.
1: <laughs> and that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> it
0: is for sure. <laughs> it's not because you're not you're not going to try and watch an episode of Stranger Things on mute mm-hmm. as your experience with it, right?
1: No. No, I know. And you're probably not going to fast forward through certain parts. It's 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 giving viewers the opportunity to kind of fast forward through something that they probably wouldn't have
0: otherwise. But what I was going to say is that this does happen mm-hmm. already. Like famously Seinfeld episodes have been crunched down in rerun. Right. To allow more time for commercials. A really um, phenomenal example and an ironic example is uh, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown, which premiered, I think in 1958 mm-hmm. was originally 26 minutes. And now when it airs, it's 22 and a half minutes.
1: Oh, and we did they, that on the podcast. They I cut wonder out, if we saw the 26 or 22 minute version.
0: They cut out five and a half minutes in service of being able to air more commercials. Get, guess what the moral of Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown is Christmas is too commercial. Mm. So the irony of, of, modifying this piece of art so you can make more money is kind of completely
1: lost on them. Well, I i mean, what are they going to do? Not air commercials during Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown? No, of course they are. It's a money they, maker, baby. they are changing <laughs> the product. Yeah.
0: Right? And I don't know if you can go anywhere and see a longer mm-hmm. version of it. I'm not sure if I've ever seen it. Maybe this was done ages ago. Mm-hmm. But if I saw the original cut, I might be like, That that was a longer pause than I'm used to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: They cut out a womp womp there.
0: (laughs) That's not right. I swear that teacher droned on a little longer. A little longer than usual. I think it's a very bad idea. Uh, This is interesting. I just talked about this on the the Star Wars podcast, which also came out today. Uh, So the creators of Game of Thrones... David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Yes. Oh, I know this. Uh, We're going to make their own Star Wars trilogy Mm -hmm. as part of the extended uh, Disney-Lucasfilm partnership. And that was just canceled. That entire trilogy was just canceled. It's not going to happen. They're not working for Lucasfilm in any capacity ever again. Now, was there any uh, allusion to what the trilogy would be about? No. I mean, it's... uh, There's a a lot of balls in the air right now, a lot of different projects. I I guess it was probably suspected it would be like way, way back. Mm -hmm. It would be like generations ago. And of course, that's a part of the story people want told. Mm -hmm. Uh, And once upon a time, these two guys had reputations as good creators or at least good conveyors of someone else's original conceit. Uh, Right now, they don't really have that reputation by and large. Um, Whether or not that's deserving is kind of irrelevant. It's not why they're not working there anymore. Um, Granted, that is what people think like oh they just got fired because everybody hated the final season of game of thrones because it turned out they can't make good shit that's ridiculous Mm -hmm. you watched game of thrones for like eight years they can make good shit Mm -hmm. um but they did just sign like a nine figure deal with netflix wow so they they signed on to do this trilogy for lucasfilm and then they signed a nine figure deal with netflix and you just you just can't be you can't be nine figures committed to two products. You right. can't be. Nah. And so they're probably smart to get away from Star Wars because they already have a stink following them,
1: and there's more and, to lose. And Star Wars fans will look for stink. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um. So when is the Netflix thing supposed to happen? You don't know. It's just like I don't even know what it is. We're it's, just gonna pay you. It's just a partnership. Make something. Yeah. They're just gonna produce stuff. Interesting. I feel
0: badly for them because I'm obviously they have something, and it's and it's like. This People just got too obsessed with that show, man, Game of Thrones. Like People just they put way too much pressure on it to be a certain thing, and I understand it's sure. flawed in the they end. Were in
1: a, they were in a weird position, too, where the book wasn't finished, and then they were kind of trying to rush to finish it. Yep. If everything would have been done and then they did the series, I'm sure it would have been different
0: but I, and i'm not saying they did everything perfectly and everybody else needs to buck up I, mm-hmm. i'm sure they dropped the ball or were sloppy a couple of times but to just write these two guys off and like expect them never to make anything good again after you spent eight years adoring their thing
1: is unreasonable right when does disney uh app come out when is this this uh uh app disney plus disney plus thank you uh, november
0: 12th november 12th it's really soon so so close apple tv plus comes out sooner okay they're trying to beat them to the punch now that's fine and i'm excited for the morning show which i guess we should probably do on the podcast next week oh yeah this is uh we gotta find a way to get it well i'm pretty sure if you have an apple device you get a free year of apple tv plus oh really i'm pretty sure that's how it works all right let's do it i'm pretty sure you can log in with your apple id that's just how they're gonna hook you and then just Mm -hmm. watch to make sure you don't start getting charged this time next year right Uh, um so Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell starring in a drama about, it's kind of like a Studio 60 type show, but the behind the scenes of a Good Morning America right. kind of thing. And Steve Carell plays your token Matt Lauer, who gets Me Too'd, and then these other producers have to come in and kind of save the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm into that. I, I'm, I like the idea. I like the people involved. I'm going to watch it with an open mind. But it seems silly to me to launch a streaming service on this being your flagship. You want an hour-long drama... <laughs>
1: About a morning show to be your big thing to launch the, the new product and with? Disney's like, hey, uh, okay, we'll just do like a Star Wars thing. Do you think that'll get enough people watching? Yeah, there?
0: we're going to launch a new Star Wars show and also everything mm-hmm. we've ever made. Right. What do you guys got?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Jenna and Steve Carell. Yeah. Are you available? Um, yeah. And so the, is the first episode available of The Mandalorian available on November 12th? The first two. First
0: two. And then they're going to come out in some kind of staggered uh, approach. That's going to be great. You know, that's only like, that's like next week. So next week is Apple TV plus. Right. And pretty much the week after is, is Disney plus. And I'm thinking that's when we got to do a, a, a podcast crossover. Right. And you and me and Ross do one together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Big show show fan, my brother Ross. So he'll be into that.
1: I know. And I'm a
0: big recorder fan. No, you're not. Yeah. I am. No, you're not.
1: Yes, I am. I support everything you guys do.
0: In spirit, you do. I do. You've always been very encouraging mm-hmm. of my too many endeavors. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> How's Tom? Thanks, going.
0: This week is uh, this week is the Da Vinci Code.
1: Nice. Okay,
0: I had to. I have three of them. I have to space them out among okay. among fifty movies. Totally fair. So you got to get to one eventually. Yeah. Uh, rewatched it. Kind of a blast. Honestly. Oh, you were having
1: fun. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. I, I liked it when it came out because I read the book and the book was great.
1: Didn't we talk about it last week though, or were you just saying how you were going to? watch No, you know what? It. But like I've ruminated on it a lot.
0: Okay. And it's it's so like this movie rules (laughs) it's no it's flawed but it's like okay it's a good time yeah this is okay wow so anyway that blog is going to be live in the next 24 hours probably out by the time people are listening to this colin's tom thanks that's my other little project um speaking of game of thrones Mm. uh there was a game of thrones prequel series in the works starring naomi watts they shot a pilot Mm. didn't get picked up well no they just kind of axed it today i don't know why but they shot a
1: pilot they shot a pilot, and
0: I think that this is not dissimilar from when Disney had to regroup about a year ago after solo was a, a kind of a disaster. I mean, right. by Star Wars standards, it was a disaster. yeah. um they're like, okay, maybe we greenlit way too much on the on the the premise that everybody's really into this now, yeah, and maybe we should
1: slow our role just a little bit, right? So I'm just trying to think who who really does it the best. I, I was thinking about the Mandalorian. And that's leading into the new Star Wars movie, right? No, Mandalorian takes place- uh, I, I know, sorry, sorry. I mean, just, just content-wise, you're going to be able to get one week of Star Wars leading up to no, no. the release of the
0: new- No, nope. no. The, the it's not necessarily a week-by-week week release schedule, The Mandalorian. Oh. Oh. Disney's going to try something different, which I, I'm okay. into. I think you
1: might have mentioned this to me before. Yeah.
0: So how's it going to work out? They're going to put them out when they want to. <laughs> That's so cruel. Well, no, like it's it's their Kanye West. No, 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 no. They have a plan and it, and it's out there. I don't know what it is, but like they'll come out within a set number of weeks, but it's not, don't look for it every Friday or something. Okay. And like the, they decided to put two out on the We're first We're just going
1: to be at lunch one day and be like, it just dropped. What?
0: <laughs> we got to go. We got to watch this over lunch. We got to get out of here. <laughs> uh, and then yes, they will all certainly be out well before Rise of Skywalker comes out by Christmas.
1: Okay. Either way, a good hype builder. Definitely. Unlike what, you know, what Game of Thrones, I guess, is trying to do. What What am I talking about? I mean, I don't know.
0: People people will watch the Game of Thrones prequels, but like you, you're never going to recapture that. It's not how no, it's same. We saw it with The Hobbit. Exactly. Well, and now they're redoing Lord of the Rings and I'm into that and maybe that'll be a big deal, but they're doing it because Game of Thrones was a big deal but and I, that's a, the wrong reason to do Lord of the Rings. But
1: are they doing Lord of the Rings or are they just doing that Amazon show? That's what I mean. It's called Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay. It's
0: not the same story that we're used to, right. but it's, the show is called Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and it features a lot of the same characters and, and creatures and, mm-hmm. and settings.
1: I think we're going to like it.
0: I think we're going to like it too, but my point stands. Okay. Don't do it because Game of Thrones was popular because Game of Thrones being popular was not why Game of Thrones was popular. People were ready for that. It's got nothing to do with because there's dragons in it, people want more dragon shows. This is the same reason so many vampire things didn't take off You know what I mean? So many like little wizard things didn't take off in 1998. On brooms. Am I, am I speaking nonsense? Are you with me?
1: I I think I'm kind of with you. Yeah. You're saying when a fad starts with something, it's not necessarily a reason to green light more fad related material.
0: Maybe it was specifically the heart behind that content and not just
1: the fact that there's dragons in it. That's right. JK Rowling is, you know, she does. She's, She's just gonna keep talking about the sexual endeavors of Dumbledore until yeah, she is. The yeah. cows come on. <laughs> that's
0: right. <laughs> Nobody says anything at all. J.K. Rowling says Hagrid used to pickpocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? Oh, he also puts He's like a perv. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he likes some weird
0: stuff. Puts peanut butter in his pancakes. <laughs> Felicity Huffman is out of jail. And that's a euphemism. It is for sure. Felicity Hubman got out. She was released last Friday. Oh. Served 11 of her 14 day sentence. Good for her. That's right. How did she say? It? Was she like,
1: I'm not going back.
0: <laughs> Hopefully she can adjust she has, to like, life on the outside. Tattoos on her neck and stuff now. <laughs> yeah. she had a, a night of experience. Yeah. Where she's just not the same
1: anymore. Speaking of, uh, of, uh, the night of, which was that movie with Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen and the uh, night before the night before. Damn it. Yeah.
0: Sorry. <laughs> the Night Of was the prison show with Riz Ahmed. Weird
1: switch. Yeah. This is just a quick aside. Okay. <laughs> uh, Speaking of Christmas movies. <laughs> uh, it has less to do with Christmas and more to do with the guy who's in it. It's not just Gordon Levitt and it's not um, Seth Rogen. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. So we were just... Jen had recorded this movie called What's Your Number with Anna Faris. Okay. And Chris Evans is in it. Okay. And then... This was before he was famous for being an Avenger. And then oh. you realize Chris Pratt is also in it. Oh, wow. And then she like walks into another scene, and Anthony Mackie's in it. I was like, all of the Avengers are in this movie. And on affairs. Were- and on affairs. Who
0: was married to Chris Pratt at
1: the time. Exactly. Well, that's interesting. I don't know if she was married at the time or if that was like kind of an intro.
0: They, I think they got together back on uh, Take Me Home Tonight. Maybe it was even before that. It was yeah. quite a
1: long time ago. Okay. Yeah, it was a while ago. That's right. Anyway, just thought it was funny thought i'd mention that
0: uh courtney cox is going to be in the final season of modern family she's going to have an arc in the final season of modern family season 11 and she's going to play
1: herself <laughs> really which is bizarre this is like um it's kind of like community is it remember when uh, danny putty's character kind of had abed had a whole oh, thing yeah. about loving cougar Down? he did love cougar Town. and then there's a whole thing a whole meta thing about him being in an episode of Cougar Town and it actually right. happened, like he was in the background in one scene. Well,
0: so so often these little shows that start out like any other network sitcom and end up breaking the mold and becoming like hugely popular, mm-hmm. like Modern Family or The Big Bang Theory, go really Hollywood, and they yeah. just assume that those like uh, Bright Lights, Big Dreams are what everybody wants from these little shows that they that that were popular before they had that. It's right. not a very uh, it's not a very um, sophisticated way of saying. They had every celebrity under the sun on Big Bang Theory, right, and I don't know if it's if it's part of the final season arc that like Haley on Modern Family becomes Courtney Cox's EA or something, right but I could see that happening, yeah. and it would be false. It would like it's ridiculous that that's how you want to wrap up your show, but how else are you going to weave her into this? Yeah, that's as her.
1: It's a strange choice. yeah, and Courtney Cox, of all people too. it's not you know. It's not Kanye West, for God's sake. Wouldn't that be wild <laughs> if Kanye
0: West wanted to be in the final season of Modern Family?
1: I think I would allow it. I think that would actually get me to tune in. Sure. Like, that would... Except that it, would be it would be brutal. Oh, it would be... It would be so bad. It, <laughs> it would yeah, be right. brutal, but yeah, I'd check it out. It would be like when uh, uh, Ashton Kutcher took over for Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men. Yeah, but that Both ran, versions were bad.
0: But. Ran for a while afterward. Did it? Yeah, because the that was, at the time, the last big popular sitcom. And then little did we know, Chuck Lorre had another one up his sleeve. I mean, Big Bang Theory was already on at that point. But like, right. we kind of thought sitcoms were dying. And 2.5M and was the biggest thing on television. Do you remember how big of a deal that show
1: was? Yeah.
0: It was huge.
1: What's the next one? Is it is it Young Sheldon?
0: I don't know if people are watching. I mean, people probably are watching Young Sheldon. Yeah. It would probably make us sick, in fact, how many, it, many people are watching it,
1: Young Sheldon. Is it Bob Hart's Abishola? Oh, God. (laughs) Which I don't even know if it's a Chuck Laurie vehicle, but it probably is. It's not.
0: It's not? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. I have no idea what's like the popular network sitcom right now.
1: Yeah.
0: No idea. Me neither. It's not to say they won't come back, but.
1: Hey, Alexa, what's the number one uh, sitcom in America right now? Sorry, I'm not sure. Okay, you're just the internet. I but would you expect like to, you to know. But would
0: you like to know how much money Chuck Lorre has? <laughs> Do you want to know how much money I have? Somebody <laughs> take me, please. <laughs> billions, billions. Uh, speaking of billions... <laughs> Seriously. Is this actually going to go into a billions fact? It is. Well, oh. not the show billions, but oh. but uh, money in that ballpark. Okay. Uh, the Joker has become the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. Yes, I saw that. Currently at $852 million. Mm-hmm. I guess it'll probably conceivably be the first R-rated
1: movie to make a billion dollars to the box office worldwide. Yeah, what... To give me an idea here. How many movies have made a billion dollars at the box office? Is there like, oh, hundreds? No, no, less than 20. Less than 20? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. So this is a big deal. I can't believe sure. we haven't seen this yet.
0: I'm a little surprised to find out that an R-rated movie's never made a billion dollars before. Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised by that. And, you know, it... it uh... Like there's something about Mary or... I wouldn't expect it to be that one. I just wanted to see her face when I said that. <laughs> wouldn't expect so it was number one two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. I think it was the fourth fourth weekend of the box office. Number one two weeks in a row. Then Maleficent took number one. And then
1: this weekend, Joker took number one back.
0: That doesn't happen very often.
1: I the, the craziest thing you said in that sentence was that Maleficent was the number one. You really find for that weird that people
0: that people take their
1: kids to see Maleficent? The they first do. Maleficent made scads of money.
0: It made a billion dollars. Really? Yep. How many maleficent's are there? This is number 2. This is round 2. Really? Yep. Yeah. You could argue that maleficent started this Disney doing live action Disney movies again thing.
1: Wasn't that like Angelina Jolie? Yeah, as a witch. Yeah.
0: Crazy. It's not a witch, maleficent, the titular maleficent. <laughs> oh, she's a person. Yeah. She's the she's the evil queen from Sleeping Beauty. That's who maleficent is. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Oh, so it's a, a story about her. Yes. Oh, okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> It's not weird at all. Where do anymore. I sign. Can we go back to the Joker here? Yeah, let's go back to the. Joker. A billion dollars. It's probably going to happen,
0: right? Like, if if it's if it was number one this weekend, it's definitely going to make another hundred and fifty million dollars. It's pretty high in the uh, in the zeitgeist right now. It hasn't made our money yet.
1: No. 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 Hasn't made our money. It hasn't made money from you and I yet. No, no, it's true. No. Nope. So they might as well not. They're worthless. Ugh. There's that other uh, Ed Norton. Did you hear Ed Norton on uh, Bill Simmons? On every podcast under is he the on sun. Everything right now. Okay. He
0: was on Marin. He was on Simmons. He was on Dak Shepard. Not that I care. <sighs> he was on. Uh, he was on CBC. He was on Q this week. Really? He was on. What Co- did you
1: think? You heard some of these. Enemies. I've actually
0: really enjoyed him a little. bit. I think bit. he's fine. Yeah, he seems okay. It's so interesting. You hear about these people who are assholes, and mm. maybe he is. I have no idea. But I think it's a different thing. There's a difference between. Um, he's an asshole, and here's a specific reason why he's an asshole. Right. You know, because like, as as a person who gets a little awkward and quiet around groups of people and is like kind of shy or whatever, I hesitate to assume someone is a dickhead mm-hmm. when maybe they just have a weird social quirk. Sure that make sense yeah totally then again if you could find me an example of why Ed Ed Sheeran Ed Norton is not a nice guy I'm open to it because I've always thought that but I've heard a lot of interviews with him this week he's promoting this movie Motherless Brooklyn which he wrote and directed Mm. Um, it sounds good and he seems like an all right dude seems he seems a little heady Mm -hmm. a little thinky and a little pretentious frankly but whatever he's a great actor
1: yeah yeah he's he may have earned it at this point
0: I think so yeah do you have a favorite Ed Norton performance oh good question I mean Fight Club is the the two obvious answers are Fight Club and American History X. But Yeah, but which then, are the two two things I think of first. But American History X is isn't a fun movie.
1: Uh no. God no. Fight Club in a weird way is a fun movie. It kind of is a fun movie. He gives a, a good performance in that. Yep. Uh um, You know what I love? What? Moonrise Kingdom
0: Shocker. Oh, there you go. Yeah. No,
1: that's a that's a good answer. That's a great answer. I couldn't Ed even Horton. come up with a, another Ed Norton. You know what movie I kind of thought um I was kind of thinking of oh come on matt pull it together you got it you got land this this
0: plane i know you can do it it was
1: ed norton and whom else and honestly it's okay i think it's because i'm on the spot a little bit yeah i can come up with it that's all right um anyway ed norton Pretty actor. <laughs> <laughs> he gets
0: RS. <our> <laughs> Ed Norton gets RS. He's very good.
1: Hey, Trust him. The only other thing I wanted to talk about was um, I just
0: read this briefly. I don't know a lot of details on this, but apparently Barry Jenkins of Moonlight fame was in early planning mode on a Money Penny spinoff film that he wanted to make. Okay. Interesting that you have that reaction. Yeah, I don't care. <clears throat> why? <laughs> I'm just like starring but, Naomi Harris. Okay. I'm just starting to get to the point. It was implied in the last 007 movie, no, that she was also
1: quite handy in mm. a secret agent capacity Miss Moneypenny. Right. Um, I don't know. No, you know what? I shouldn't shut it down because I do like a lot of stuff that ends up being weird spinoffy stuff. Okay.
0: Were you to shut it down, you'd be no different from the 007 producers themselves who in fact shut it down. It's not happening.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But I find that kind of a shame
0: Like mm. because I think that there's story to tell. Not only is her story to tell, they really need to be open to some new ways to keep this franchise of theirs alive, mm-hmm. which frankly is fraught. Right. And I don't, I, I'm sure there's a plan. I, I think it was made clear when they announced that, uh, that, uh, that a, a woman of color will be taking on the mantle of 007 in Bond 25, not as James Bond, but as, as the agent 007. I mm-hmm. think that probably alludes to their having a plan for what to do. With this complicated situation that you and I talk about quite a bit, um, maybe that's why they've decided to to drop the axe on the Money Penny spinoff. Right, um, but they do need to be open to some new directions because I think we need to put a ten year hiatus on the character of James Bond after this next movie.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, after another uh, short ten years, we'll be able to watch that musical starring. Uh, Oh, fuck what was that that musical sorry it's merrily we roll along and
0: i think you mean 20 years
1: yeah i know after another 10 years after another after, 10 so, years that's so right we get a new bond movie we reunite for that <laughs> podcast right and then 10 years after that we and, then, merrily we roll
0: and then and then richard Linklater is going to take on a 30 year james bond project
1: yeah <laughs> that'll be really funny when we're doing podcasts when podcasts don't even exist yeah. anymore
0: oh dad why are you doing your podcast that's so lame There's nowhere
1: you can even find that it's like well it's just a fun thing for colin we and i to do just enjoy getting together
0: for the last 30 years yeah.
1: <laughs> stop yelling at me clarissa
0: you have no new ideas you're gonna name your kid clarissa yes definitely clarissa yeah i don't know why i picked that name because she explains it all <laughs> i think that was it that's it i think it was it should we talk about shows uh, yeah, let's get into it. It is my turn to pick, uh, the first show. Yeah. I know you watched Living With Yourself quite a long time ago, so would it do you any favors if I did
1: Living With Yourself? It's fine. You can do whichever you want. Okay, in that case, I am going to do
0: Mrs. Fletcher. All right. Mrs. Fletcher on HBO starring Katherine Hahn, which just premiered this past Sunday
1: night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will recap that. And you're going to recap in three, two, one. Mrs. Fletcher plays a caretaker at
0: an old person's home. She's also a single mother of an 18-year-old who is going off to college for the first time and she's becoming an empty nester. And this is leaving her a little bit lost and confused with what to do with her life. Uh, Her son... Bren, brendan Brandon, uh not a very nice guy no. he is a major alpha bro who uh, bullies his classmates and is very rude to his uh on and off again girlfriend who comes over to give him a treat mm. and mrs fletcher overhears time uh, overhears through the bedroom door uh him saying very uh vulgar uh th- things during uh intimacy to his mm-hmm. girlfriend and then while driving him to college she's like you have to treat women better and he's like yeah i know and um he blows off his mom has no appreciation or even awareness of the fact that his mother has her own life her own feelings right um and that she's truly um hurt by
1: how little he's
0: showing any showing kind of yeah. sentiment or or care at all which i think is probably pretty real mm-hmm. um, but then also, I don't know if you caught at the end, not to jump to the head too quickly, jump, jump to the end, but uh, as he's kind of walking around campus, he looks a little lost himself. Did you find that too? Yeah. Like he's walking on the sidewalk like- Bit of that. Oh yeah. he uh, He's maybe not going to be BMOC right away here.
1: Right. What'd you think of this? Um. Okay. Didn't love the first episode. Okay. It was a downer.
0: It was a downer. There's no question. It was a bummer. I will say I did like it a lot. I thought it was really well written, really you, well acted. You
1: know what? In terms of emotions it made me convey, mm-hmm. it It succeeded in that way. Like, it, it succeeded in the fact that it was supposed to make me feel bad for this woman. Probably its goal. Yes. Yes. But at the same time, you I looked up the premise of the show, and it's about a woman who uh, starts to explore her sexuality as an empty nester. Yeah. That sounds like kind of a fun premise for Katherine Hahn but you don't really get any of that in the first episode. It's really? it's really not
0: there. Except Very preliminary. The opening scene is she works in this like care facility for older people mm-hmm. or old people. I don't, is, am I being uh, inappropriate by saying it that way? I, don't think I that. can't think of the proper term for that. But anyway, um, and <laughs> there's like an old man A
1: continuing care facility.
0: I like it. Uh, there's an old man who's just openly watching pornography in the common room with like 30 people in it. And he right. just has this creepy little smile on his face. Yeah. And so she has to call uh, the old man's son down to be like, listen, this could be signs of like dementia or, or if nothing else, he just can't do that in public anymore. Right. And so that's kind of a hostile confrontation. Mm-hmm. And then she goes home and her son not only has a sex life, but like, Uh, an advanced um, and kind of troubling sex life to her as his mother. Um, And also she's concerned that he doesn't treat women properly, which is valid. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, in the very end, she
1: looks at porn.
0: Right. And that's kind of starts
1: to look at porn. And then she goes to a class um, that her son's uh, bully or her son's uh, target. Yeah. His victim victim uh, is also in and yeah. she's, he's kind of making eyes at her and she's noticing and maybe flirting.
0: Oh, that would be weird, right? If yeah. They hook up.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I think that's kind of where you're, where you're led to go with that one.
0: Uh, I think probably.
1: Yeah. I, I think, I think
0: the most compelling scene because it's the scene I could relate to most is the party. Like the last night before we all move off to college, go to this party. And it's just like kind of a microcosm of everybody in high school. Yeah. And everyone's there clearly because it's not just bro types. Cause this dude that brendan uh bullies is also there Mm -hmm. and he kind of says something dickish to him like he always does and then what's the kid's name i think i wrote it down here somewhere uh julian julian kind of stands up to him for the first time i guess and is like you know once you go off to college you're not going to have this power anymore you're going to see like that this isn't and so then brendan starts to kind of apologize to him but it's all uh, a con so that he can embarrass him even further
1: and drop his phone in a drink.
0: And then the back and forth between him and Becca, who's this girl he's been like, I guess, hooking up with but hasn't been treating very nicely either, that felt really real to me. I don't know why, but I was yeah. like, oh, this seems like a very realistic back and forth. Totally. And his general demeanor. But then her coming back real. the next day made me so mad. But I bet it happens. Yeah, you're right. I bet it happens. His whole demeanor seemed familiar to me, and yeah. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I know what you mean. Like he was, he was a hard, he was a well written bully, right? And you weren't sure it it wasn't right out of the gates that you knew he was a bully. It kind of took a little while at the party, like you're yep. showing other elements of him, and then it showed him fail in front of a girl, and then it showed him bit uh, bully someone. Yeah.
0: Now when he goes off to college, she helps him move in. She's doing all the work. She did all the packing. She oh, presumably yeah. did all the unpacking. Yeah. He's sitting with his new roommate on the bed, uh, and he's just kind of blowing her off. She offers to so, take him and his roommate, his new roommate, even to lunch. Even his
1: biological father, which might be part of the reason for him being a, a damaged human.
0: That's right. He's he's not available. His absentee father. That's right. Now, the roommate, do you know who the roommate was? Um. His name was Zach, the character now he looked
1: super familiar
0: his name is Cameron Boyce he died about six months ago oh that's why
1: yeah oh that's so unfortunate it's really sad is he gonna continue being in the show I mean I'm guessing not I mean not for long if no if I he know does. I just mean like was there a whole season
0: film I I that I couldn't say yeah oh that's too bad
1: yeah what he had a seizure or
0: something I think I think he had an ongoing epileptic um, condition and God. I know he he had made a movie with Adam Sandler I don't know it might have been I think it was Grown Ups. Like I think he was. Yeah, he was the in Grown Ups, and I think he also had a a Disney relationship yeah. in his earlier part of Anyway, a lot of people said he was wonderful and talented, and it's of course very tragic. But I I had the same feeling. I was like, that guy's familiar, and yeah. I looked him up, and I just because I remember seeing uh, him in the news a lot.
1: That sucks. Yeah, it's too bad that I didn't do a. I always like have a weird um, like appreciation for when at the end of an episode someone will be like in memory of hmm. whoever. Yeah, that's usually nice. Could have done that. Or Uh, maybe they'll do it at the end of the season, if he's in more episodes. That could be. That could be.
0: Uh, It's always kind of a nice surprise when Casey Wilson turns up in something.
1: Yeah. I like Casey Wilson in everything.
0: I know. I was saying, I'm always in her corner. I'm always in her corner, but she has just never found the thing that she could be massively successful Mm -hmm. with. She's talented. She's funny. Everyone likes her. She does this secondary character thing very well. I'm sure she makes a living, but... It's kind of a shame she's never had her own big thing. Yeah, she deserves it.
1: Yeah, agreed. She um she, she's the friend in this. She was pretty good in uh, Atypical. She played oh, that's like, right in the second season. Or maybe yeah, she's in the first
0: season. I think just the second season. Yeah, she's back. That's back soon. Yeah, Atypical is back like next week or
1: something. Really, very soon. All right. Yeah, we're getting into TV season. I love it, man. The weather, the temperature is going down, and mm-hmm. the watchable series are coming up. That's right. The blankies come out. That's right. Let's
0: cuddle up and watch something at one and a half speed. That's right. <laughs> Let's get through it. So it will warm you up. The only other the thing speed
1: in which it plays,
0: the only other thing I wanted to, to say about Mrs. Fletcher is something I've said before a title nitpick. I hate when stuff is just named after the character. Mm-hmm. doesn't tell me anything mm-hmm. other than that. It's called Mrs. Fletcher. There's Mrs. has nuance to it. You've made a decision right. there. She's a single mother. Mm-hmm. Um, So maybe that'll play into it. But you still don't tell me a lot about the show. Try and get a little more creative. What would you have called it? I should stop criticizing titles because you always turn it into that. (laughs) Well, all of the pre-promotion refers to the phrase empty nest. That's what they use to describe the show. Right. I don't know if you want to find something in that. It's a little hokey.
1: could be like nesting. Right. Hmm. Could well, be. as he's like now gone and out of her life, I would have called it Merrily We Roll Along. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to cover a little show called Living with Yourself. Wait, and it, and wait it, do you give it your S? I do. I do give it my S. I, I don't know that I'll watch it again. I thought it was a really well written show. I It kind of bums me up, but I don't, don't think I'd give it my S. Based on the first episode, which is the premise of what our podcast is. Yep. I can't say that I got enough out of it. I do think the second episode's going to be better. Yep. But I'm not going to give it my ass. That's okay. I okay. give it my ass, Mrs. Fletcher. Fair.
0: Now, uh, a little show called Living With Yourself. It is a little show, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a little show.
1: Just a tiny little show. Okay. Tiny you, little Netflix show.
0: You recap the first episode of Living With Yourself
1: in three, two, one, go. Okay, uh Paul Rudd plays a character who is uh kind of down on his luck. He's working as an ad uh, agent at a, a, an ad executive, not doing well there, uh not doing well with his wife. He ends up going to this spa that a coworker tells him about. It costs him $50,000. He essentially ends up uh uh waking up in the ground, realizes he he's been cloned. Um goes to fight his clone they go back to the spa and realize okay i'm gonna keep going okay they go back to the spa they realize that uh he yeah the idea was we clone you we take we genetically modify you to make you better and we kill the shitty you just bury you under the ground yeah but they don't they don't kill you well
0: they just bury you alive and not deep and so that's right
1: well i don't know if they bury you alive
0: well, I it, think the idea is the gas kills you. It didn't take with Paul Rudd. Right. And so the show does start with him like waking up underground and like having to pry himself Dig out his of this way plastic out, bag, which is in a shallow grave. Uh, and so this is the first time. Clearly, this spa has been cloning people and genetically modifying people and improving them for a long time. Uh, Tom He's, Brady included. Tom Brady included a little cameo yeah, in there. Love that. Three words. Mm-hmm. Can't act. He can't act in nah. three words. He couldn't do it No. Nah. He looked so weird. It was so weird. Yeah. It comes back in Not the end. Natural. We watched the whole season, by the way. Did you? Yeah.
1: See, I'm also trying to get through it, find it kind of a bummer. Wow. It hits a little close to home. It is Because it's a whole thing about living with yourself and like how you can get in the way of yourself. I think that's kind of well, what the metaphor that, is. That is exactly
0: what the metaphor is. Yeah. That becomes abundantly clear in the end. Those are the words I used, in fact. yeah, That's what the credenza is. Right. They keeps bumping into this credenza. That thing is relevant through the whole season. It's a metaphor for getting in your own way. Okay, interesting. Um, but you said in your recap something I don't agree with, which is that he's down on his luck. He's, it, he's not down on his luck he's just down
1: on himself he's making his it's, own he's luck making he, his yeah, own right, luck and it's right. bad fair point it's all it's really a show about attitude mm-hmm. yeah I agree with that um yes so, and, and,
0: so he's he's got this new clone who's out there who by the way isn't uh malicious at all this clone has woken up with all of Miles' memories and
1: just thinks that he is Miles, right. except feels better and is better at stuff. And because we've watched multiple episodes, we can elaborate a little bit more. Sure. Well, but, don't spoil too much because I really want people to watch the show. Yeah. Um. But I think the idea is, yeah, you're not sure if one is going to sabotage the other, but you realize that it's always the cloned version that seems to be in the right. Sure, yeah. And like relatively innocent. They do
0: an amazing job of you're really able to tell who is who, even though Paul Rudd is playing two characters in this and they're both miles. Somehow you always know if it's real miles or clone
1: miles. Yeah, One's always kind of wearing like fitting clothes and his hair is done. And the other is like hair is completely down. He's he's somehow like like, baggy and and he's
0: kind of more bloated looking too. Yeah. Like it just looks worse. Yeah. Um, and it's also majorly a show about marriage and about, Mm -hmm. you know, like his marriage is really not going great. They're really not there for each other. They want to have a family, but he's not emotionally present for that at all, and she so she's kind of starting to give up also. Mm-hmm. But then comes around this clone, Paul Rudd, who is there for her, and that's very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the secret eventually gets out, and that's are you, how many have you seen?: I think I'm through like four or five right now. We watched four in one sitting. Did you? We watched the whole thing in three sittings. They're 25 minutes. There's eight of them. Yeah. Rarely do you get such a digestible show. But I will say, without giving anything away, it kind of turns into a thriller. It oh, is not whoa. just like happy go lucky And it's never happy go lucky because you're right. It is kind of sad. You and know what,
1: though? I kind of expected that. I kind of expected shit to really hit the fan. And like,
0: there's a couple of like kind of tense moments where you're, have to be- where you're nervous.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Do you think there is a promise for a second season? Yeah. Okay sure all right um it was interesting because when i was watching the the show like uh, two weeks ago i i read this weird blog about the ethics i don't even know if it was the ethics but it was kind of like a question on teleportation yeah and it was it's apparently kind of like a famous teleportation question the idea is people start teleporting um Everyone's doing it. You know, people are working in Germany and France and stuff. And the idea is you step into your little teleporter thing. You 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 like go to a station to do it, almost like an airport. You get cloned, you get basically like incinerated. Okay. And then you show up at the new location because they clone your data and it's fine. Everyone's doing it. You're good. Okay. But it's um, not, it's, it's so popular that it's just like, it's the way of life. But this hand is not the same hand that you shook last week. That's right. I see. So, but you're for all intents and purposes, you're the exact same person. You've got the same set of memories. You've got everything's the same. And so he really makes a good case in this blog of being like, so like, you know, you would do it. Cause like everyone else is doing it. Um, and it's just, it's like literally everyone is doing it. Okay. But then one day you get into the, Uh, teleportation pod and you realize you're not transported nothing happens Uh. so you walk out and you're like you go to the attendant who's working there and you say hey um, I'm actually not uh, I'm not in France like I'm supposed to be it didn't work for the first time ever and they're like "Uh, actually no we have a a camera in France and no you you arrived you're you're there right now It just didn't incinerate. This is exactly what the show is. And they're like, you have to come with us. I see. We have to kill you. Um, And it's a whole moral question of like, well, wait, like there's, I'm I'm normal. Okay. Like you can't kill me. Perfectly good. Yeah. I'm a good person. Yeah.
0: That's exactly. I'm the real me. That's exactly what Miles's wife has to kind of deal with. Yeah. Like, is this, is it okay for me to like want to spend time with this guy?
1: Right. Right. Who is the better version? Yeah. But is he? Well, I don't know.
0: See, I didn't watch the rest of the show. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that's a that's a great question. Does this have you seen all of Rick and Morty? Is there a Rick and Morty episode that's that's similar to this? Because I think I heard something somewhere about living with yourself having been inspired by a Rick and Morty.
1: Oh, that that I would believe it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a whole thing where Rick dies in one dimension. Okay. And he's quickly like cloned and and he learns later of his death and like ends up watching his death and it's like a super haunting episode. Oh god. Like it's it's still funny, but it ends on like a really dark tone. Yeah. Um so like yeah, I think that's that's it. And he's like there's millions of us out there, Morty. <laughs> like so it's it's so interesting that you you expect a certain vibe
0: from Paul Rudd who's just al- he's always been a good actor, but he's always stayed pretty safely in happy go lucky stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's just, he's playing such a miserable son of a bitch for most of this show. The show is funny. Mm -hmm. Like it's definitely, but you're right. It's a dark comedy and it's pretty real sometimes. Yeah. And it's, and it's pretty sad, Mm -hmm. but, um, I I find it very digestible and so rarely is a
1: show, so easy to
0: suck back. Yeah.
1: Did you, um, you give your ass off? I do. Yeah. Um, did you watch the uh, Conan O'Brien interview with yes, Paul Rudd this time around? Yes. <laughs> it's like you know it's going to happen.
0: I I can't believe it went. It became like a news story that he did it again. Paul really? Rudd has been doing the same bit for 14 years yeah. on Conan. It's like yes, of
1: course he did. Yeah, he's he's done it literally every time. I'm I'm just happy with how straight he keeps his face. Like if he if he actually started laughing, I don't appreciate Conan
0: O'Brien. I'd be pissed. Uh, turning it into a sketch going like I don't, yeah i don't appreciate conan o'brien like putting his face in his hands and being like oh you son of a b- you knew this was coming yeah fuck off yeah this has been 14 years you knew this was coming i can't listen to his podcast
1: no can't <laughs> yeah, can't
0: yeah. listen to it the way he talks to his staff drives me fucking crazy yeah yeah all right you're really uh what so what drives you crazy about
1: it why is that? I like
0: Conan. I like. I always liked him in interviews. I like. I liked his show when it was better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's probably a good person. I relate to a lot of things he says. But the shtick he does with his his uh, assistant is first of all he he's rude to her, and I know that she like she's in on the joke. Yeah. But it's just always the same exaggerated bit with this dry tone. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just so I'm just so you're over down. it. Yeah, you're done. Uh, when stu- I when I went to school uh, uh, with Abraham Lincoln, uh, yeah, we get it. You're older than a lot of late-night hosts. So like, right. yeah, you've been doing it a long time.
1: Whoa, man! I didn't think it was gonna get here. Every
0: six months, I pick a new talk show host to, just to really, really to hate. Really. It's not the same as Ellen. I promise. Okay, still on. Or Ellen. James
1: Corden. I also am not a James Corden <laughs> fan. Oh God, you're right. Is there anyone else that you're like? You're still kind of okay with Fallon.
0: Yeah, I still give Fallon the Benefit of the Doubt most of the time. Mm. Yeah. You like Colbert? Sure, yeah. You love Seth Meyers? I sure do. <laughs> and uh, is that it for Late Night? I'm not liking this Lily Singh show, I'll say that much. Lily Singh? Who's yeah, that? Yeah, this is the new show they filled uh, Carson Daly with. It's wow. after Seth Meyers. Okay. She's like a YouTube star. She's Canadian. Oh, right, yeah. 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 I, it might get better. You've been watching it? I've seen YouTube clips, I don't yeah. think anyone else is watching very it. Very stiff. Yeah. I, I mean, like... The talk shows, I don't know why more and more people are getting talk shows. Drew Marymore is getting a daytime talk show. I don't know if like everybody under the sun is getting a talk show, a daytime talk show No less greenlit because the Kelly Clarkson show was moderately successful. But I I, I just think that that you want to be careful greenlighting a bunch of talk shows because talk shows are dying. Like you're not going to create a new talk show dynasty. That's over.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially what is Kelly Clarkson show all about? It's still just, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it is. Okay. In the, in the 90s, uh-huh. Oprah
0: dominated daytime television. She was the essential and greatest ever daytime talk show. Right. And then about five years before Oprah went away, Ellen came on and laid the foundation to um, inherit a lot of that audience for when Oprah retired. Right. And she did. And now Ellen's getting old. And a lot of people want that audience. Ah, uh, so a lot of
1: people coming in Yeah, trying to dethrone Ellen.
0: I think Kelly Clarkson wants Oprah's audience.
1: Wow. Which she'll never have, but, move. but to have a fraction of it would be lucrative. Mm-hmm. But Oprah didn't start as anyone famous. She built it from the ground up. That's true.
0: That's true. She was a TV reporter. Yeah. Yep. And then
1: started her own talk show. And an actor. Really?
0: Yeah, she has an Academy Award.
1: Yeah, but but that was in that amongst was after, in amongst right? the like, same fame. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Do you trust Oprah?
0: I do trust Oprah. Do you trust Kelly Clarkson? I I kind of do trust Kelly Clarkson in a weird way. Okay. But since you since you brought it up, you, do you give uh, "Living with Yourself" your s? Uh,
1: yes. Okay. Yeah,
0: especially based on the first episode. You're tougher to please tonight than I, I am. am. That's okay. You're allowed. Okay. You brought up trust. Uh, So it's time we come to a tried-and-true segment on the Show Show podcast. We have a little content that will lead us into that quite nicely.
1: Time for another Jade Explains a Thing. Hmm, just sitting here trying to think of a high-grossing Will Smith movie in recent memory. Oh, maybe just Aladdin, which grossed $1 billion, you jags. This has been Jade Explains a Thing.
0: She's right, man. (laughs) It's true. I don't know what we were thinking. Well,
1: I feel like... He's yeah. He's had some high grossing movies lately. I, I think not some. I he think, had that. one. I think you led me into to that. Look,
0: okay, I'm uh, not I'm always. Not. I am not always always going to take the brunt. We have a fan correction. I am not always going to be responsible for them. Mm. You were in the room. Mm. You assume half of the responsibility of not mentioning but Aladdin, hey, which made hey. a billion dollars. Evidently, I'm too shy to correct you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> give me a break. Already, the fan corrections we get come in like flame decidedly <laughs> in my court, <laughs> yes. right over at me, more uh-huh. often than not, you can own up to your 50% of partnership All right.
1: in this podcast. Okay, I'm part jag. <laughs> on one. You're one of the two shows what? in our title. Yes, that's right. That's that's fair. Thank you, Jade, for being so gentle. I, I she, She's bang
0: on. But I also, I don't know if Will Smith sold that movie. I think that it's Aladdin sold that movie.
1: Um... Mm. I mean like who played Aladdin? I don't know. <laughs> do I. Who but, played but did actor, who played the genie? I,
0: Will Smith. But but did but did actors open this movie? Do actors open movies at all anymore? I don't think actors opened this movie. I think people wanted to hear the songs
1: and they wanted to see how mm-hmm. it adapted. Do you think people went to go see the Joker because it was Joaquin Phoenix? Um no, I think they went to see it because it's the Joker. Okay. I really do. Okay. I will politely disagree with you, my friend. Are you kidding me?
0: Are you kidding? Do you think, I think Listen that, to me. <laughs> do you really think we'd be having this conversation about the implications of who the Joker is archetypally if it was just uh, because?
1: Do I think that people are going to see Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker specifically? Yeah, I do. I really do. Can you let me finish? Sure.
0: Okay. I'm going to finish. Okay. And then you can talk. <laughs> okay. All right. I think people are going to see the Joker mm-hmm. because of who the Joker is culturally, because the Joker represents this long-forgotten outsider who is misunderstood and actually wants to see the world burn or whatever, whatever, whatever. That's what made the... I'm not saying the performance is any less good as done by Heath Ledger. You are know, gonna look at me like that. We can't have a conversation. <laughs> we what do you mean? I think that you're a little uncomfortable... With uh, fan correction coming in, that you have to own fifty percent. Oh no, no, no! And no, now no. you're beat I'm, red. I'm you're not letting. That. You're not letting me finish my sentences, and you're cutting me off before I'm done making a point.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm the only person who's been guilty of that before. I don't know. Do I do that a lot? No, I mean, we'll let Jade explain it. I, mean, I don't know if I have a backbone for that. <laughs> Jade Jade needs to listen to every episode to hear. Oh, she has. To hear if you've ever cut me off.
0: Oh, God. So that's how we fact check that's, it? That's how we're fact checking. No, thanks. This has been fun. <laughs> Never trust Will Smith. <laughs>